All right, welcome in FCS Tackle Football fans to another episode of the FCS Football Talk podcast. I am your host, Sam Herter, and I am super excited to be joined by another great guest today. Tom Wistersill is the Big Sky Conference Commissioner, uh, and he's kind enough to give us some time today. Uh, Tom, thank you so much for joining, and how are you doing? Doing great, Sam. Thanks for having me, and uh, looking forward to uh, talking a little football. Yeah, for sure. I know it's a busy time for you. We were talking before this that it's basketball tournament season, uh, but of course, it's never a bad time to talk some football. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk mostly about FCS-wide topics, but I wanted to first touch on your conference. Uh, you know, the Big Sky is coming off a great year, sent a league record, five teams to the playoffs. Montana State obviously had the, uh, the great run to the title game. And it was also your guys' first season, you know, with your ESPN Plus partnership, and you guys got a couple of regular season games on uh, main ESPN network. So, you know, just when you look back on this last season for the Big Sky Conference, uh, you know, football-wise, what comes to mind? Well, it was an incredible year, Sam, and uh, thanks for kind of running down the list there. You're, you're absolutely right. To get five teams in the playoffs is just such a great tes- testament to the depth of our league. Um, we've got great leadership in our league. We've got great coaching and uh, student athletes that uh, really care about this, their success, uh, great fan bases. So it was, a, it was a great year for the Big Sky. Obviously, Montana State to play in the national title game, to have that opportunity. Uh, was was wonderful uh, for everyone, and uh, so yeah, you know, it's it's the type of year that we um, that that we're proud of, and uh, we also expect to be at that level. and uh, And I know every one of our programs is working, you know, really hard here in the off season uh, to make sure they're one of those playoff teams next year and have a chance to go to Frisco. Yeah, and on that note. You know, the, the Big Sky is, is making, the schools in the Big Sky, are they're making notif- noticeable efforts, you know, in terms of investing in athletics. There are, you know, several indoor facilities that have either gone up or are in the process of going up. Uh, and those obviously have, have positive impacts on multiple sports, football being one of them. I mean, I've said many times that the FCS needs, you know, more programs to invest in and be committed to football success. So how big of a deal is that for you guys competitively to, I mean, basically, you guys have a facilities arms race going on within your own conference now. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, it, it comes down to, uh, you know, number one, it's about recruiting. And, uh, and the fact that our, our teams want to be competitive on a national level, want to compete for a national championship. And to do that, you have to have great facilities. Certainly up north where most of our schools are, having an indoor facility is incredibly important. And so, yeah, you're right. There's, there's a little bit of an arms race going on and different people are investing in different areas. Uh, some are looking at indoor facilities. Some are doing multi-purpose practice facilities with, with uh, new locker rooms and training areas and that nutrition has become a huge part of what we're trying to do. You know, one of the things, you know, I, I you know, with my background in the Midwest uh, and then at the FBS level, you know, now in my, I've been here just over three years now at the FCS level, you know, the best teams I've noticed are the ones that have the biggest and strongest guys. We got to have linemen on the offensive and defensive lines to compete for a national championship. And so, you know, certainly the weight room is really important, all the offseason training, but nutrition has become so important. I see a lot of our schools investing in ways to get these kids fed more uh, so that we can add more muscle and we can be tougher uh, longer as the season goes along so that those parts of facilities are just as important as the brick and mortar piece of do you have an indoor facility or not mm-hmm. you know the, 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 in the last year or so one thing that has been talked about from a national level is uh, and this is something you've been a proponent of of is uh you know potentially expanding the fcs playoffs 
can you explain, you know, what that expansion would look like and also where that is at right now as far as where the expansion talks are at with, with FCS leadership? Sure. So, you know, I think there's uh, there's some of us that are, you know, very much in favor of looking at it. I don't think there is a unanimous uh, feeling right now amongst the commissioners. You know, we, we talked about this as recently as a few weeks ago as an FCS commissioners group. Um, you know, from, from our standpoint, the way I look at it for, as the Big Sky Commissioner is, you know, if we're going to have a 24-team playoff, um, anything more than 12 AQs, I think puts tremendous uh, damage into the playoffs, and then too many good teams are left out. So I don't want to lose those at-large spots uh, that are available to the teams and schools and conferences that invest greatly into FCS football. And so, so my thought is, is you know, let's expand that field by four, uh, take us from 24 to 28. It does not increase the length of the tournament because instead of eight teams having to buy that first week, just the top four would have it. The other four would play a home game. So you're still playing the same, uh, same number of weekends. You're just adding four teams into the mix. Um, that's my feeling. I just, I, like I said, any creep above 50% for the AQs, I think is damaging to the playoff. There is, there are others that think that we should look at re, at seeding it differently. We should see the top 16 seeds. And uh, while I think that's a great idea, I just don't think the NCA would go for that. It purely because regionalization is a part of the NCA championship structure. And that's not going to go away in softball and soccer and volleyball and other sports. We can't ask them to just carve it out for FCS football and get rid of the regionalization concept. I just don't think, I think that's, I think we're wasting our time kind of trying to fight that battle. I would rather fight the battle for uh, four more uh, teams to get in uh, so that we protect the integrity of the tournament uh, by not having more than 50% of the field as AQs. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. I'm gonna to touch on you know some changes, potential other changes to the FCS playoff model in a little bit. But I first wanted to ask about, you know, how does that process go about as far as, you know, let's say, you know, the playoffs getting expanded. Does it involve, you know, all auto bid conference commissioners being on board and then you guys bring it to a you know a specific committee or how would this you know process kind of uh, you know, go to the next level and get approved. Yeah, I think the commissioners group is certainly going to have to going to have to be on board together. Um, it would go to the football oversight committee um, that is involved both with FBS and FCS. It would go there. It would then go into the championship structure. There's a championship oversight committee that oversees all of them, uh, and then ultimately it would go to the NCA council uh, for for approval. So, so th it's not an easy lift. Um, like I said, we'd have to be together as a group. So our council reps and, and board members that are part of the national structure are on board with here's our reasons why, and this is why we think it's feasible and the right thing for the championship. So it's not something that's going to happen for the fall of 22 season. Um, I think the earliest we could probably legitimately get it done would be fall of 23. Um, and, uh, and even that with all the changes happening within the NCA because of this uh, constitutional uh, transformation committee that's working, you know, that, that might even uh, be tough, but nonetheless, I'm going to, I'm going to continue to fight for it and push for it because I think, I believe it's the right thing for our championship. And then we just got to find the right process to go through to uh, get it done. Do you have, do you know how many, do you have like a rough count of how many commissioners are, are on board with it and you know, how many are maybe not pushing back on it, but maybe looking for, for other things uh, to change well, I haven't, I haven't, there, there wasn't one commissioner that said absolutely not. 
you know, um, so I think by and large, most people were either saying, yeah, let's talk about it. It's good discussion. Uh, or they're saying, yeah, I'm for it. Or they're saying, hey, let's look at this other model that I mentioned where, you know, we're seeding one through 16. Again, I don't think those are mutually exclusive. I don't think we need to, we don't need to, they, both of those don't need to happen, but they also, they, it's not either or. It could be both in that scenario. Um, I'm just, like I said, I just think it's harder to get the, seeding through one through 16 than it is to expand the bracket by four teams. Yeah, and the current FCS playoff model has been in place for a while now. We're, I think we're nearing 10 years, you know, the 24 teams, eight seeds, the bidding process for unseeded teams, regionalization, you know, splitting ticket revenue, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, there was one small change a few years ago that, you know, the committee could split up conference teams on, on both sides of the bracket if the league uh, has a lot of bids. But for the most part, the kind of the structure has been in place for, like I said, nearing 10 years. Uh, you know, we, 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 you talked about potentially seeding 16 teams, which I think would be great. Uh, you also talked about expanding uh, the, the playoffs as well. But have there been any other conversations or pushes regarding, you know, any, whether it's big or small, uh, you know, changes to the current FCS postseason structure? No, I don't think so. I mean, you know, I, nothing really comes to mind, Sam. Those have been the main, the main pieces there. I think, uh, you know, other discussion points we've had, uh, you know, we're talking about, you know, the broadcast of the championship and, you know, whether it's the ESPN plus windows that are part of it or the, or the championship down in Frisco and ways to improve that things we're looking at there. But, um, you know, I, there's nothing else structural that's really been, been discussed. Mm -hmm. And one thing I did want to ask about uh, is Frisco. And, you know, I think it's a, a great host city that, that definitely embraces the game, makes for a great environment. I think the venue is nice uh, and, and the perfect size uh, as well as far as capacity. You know, the one complaint has been the playing surface. It's been a, a topic that I can remember, you know, every year, basically, and it felt like it hit its peak. Uh, this year. And I mean, for context, I've said before on this podcast, but I've said you can't control the weather. I've said, you know, this, it, the game probably isn't going to be moved because the contract contract is extended through 2025. Um, and also, you know, it is a soccer stadium. And so they're not going to install a turf or anything like that. But I also said the FCS leadership should address this issue with the NCAA and Toyota Stadium to at least see if anything, you know, can be done to you know, change, you know, these bad field conditions that are impacting the product on the field. So, you know, with all that said, has there been any, you know, discussion among the commissioners or the championship committee about uh, the playing surface at Toyota Stadium? There has definitely been discussion. There was frustration brought forward from the championship. Um, you know, yeah, it's, it's equal for both teams, but that doesn't mean it's good uh, to see players on both sides uh, of the ball slipping and sliding. Um, we've hit some bad weather stretches, you know, it's just happened to be, you know, that time of year uh, in January, even in a place like Frisco, Texas, you just, we just haven't had, had, had great weather leading up to it. So, um, but we also have a contract there. And just like you said, on the front part of that, Sam, it's a great place for us. Um, they love having us there. Our fans love being there. It's a great environment for our student athletes. We just need to figure out some way to, to uh, address the field issue. So I guess my answer is everyone's aware of it. It is being discussed. There aren't any easy answers right now, um, but we have identified, identified it as, you know, a, an issue. And it, it's absolutely up to us to figure out some solutions uh, so that, you know, you know, by and large, in fact, in fact, here in the big sky, our last team, uh, Cal Poly, is putting turf in every school will have turf now in our conference. And so, you know, it's like the only game you're going to play all year on grass 
is uh, is the national championship game, which sounds odd for an old football guy like me to be actually saying that you play one game a year. It's only the championship game on, on grass, but, um, but that's the state we're in right now. And like I said, it's been identified as an issue and we'll see where it goes from there. Mm-hmm. And you've, uh, you know, always been, you know, a really strong advocate since you're, uh, since you began uh, as the big sky conference commissioner, you, you've always been a strong advocate for FCS football and, you know, growing this brand in this subdivision. So, uh, you know, a bit of a two-parter here, what in your mind, I'm always interested to hear, you know, the commissioner's take, uh, and stuff like this, but what in your mind, in your words, makes this level of football so special? And at the same time, what would you like to see improvement in nationally for the FCS brand to, to keep on growing stronger? You know, what I love about this level is that, you know, our teams can compete for a national championship in a fair way, number one. And that's not a shot at my FBS brothers. It's just the reality of where we're at right now. Um, and the fact here in the big sky, you know, football is so important to our institutions. You know, I've, I've said many times, whenever there's a state name in an institution, you know, it's a big deal. We have a lot of those in the, in the big sky. And so when you travel to our campuses and you're a part of that environment in these institutions, these, these state institutions, um, it's just really cool to see the communities rally, um, rally around the program, the students, um, all the fans be around and just create a great environment for college football, I believe in its purest form. And, uh, and so it's been fun for me. You know, we, we're spread out over eight states, so we have a lot of cultural differences, weather differences, altitude differences. We have everything out here in the big sky. So it just makes for a really cool environment, no matter where you're at, whether you're at Sac State or Northern Arizona or up in, you know, Bozeman or Missoula, uh, that there's, you know, great places to go watch football and to be a part of it. So, you know, I'm a huge fan of, uh, of what we're doing at the FCS level. You know, from a, you know, from, you know, kind of the, what would I, what would I look to change? You know, I think that one of the things that, that, uh, that we've, we have to learn to embrace more and more in this new day and age is, you know, finding opportunities for our student athletes to, to grow uh, as individuals. You know, I think the name, image, and likeness has changed college uh, sports, certainly changed college football and how we embrace that. And to me, the coaches that are, that are kind of embracing those opportunities for their student athletes, that's embracing also the transfer portal and everything that it brings. They're the ones that are gonna leap to the front uh, when it comes to wins and losses. Um, you know, you, you can choose to fight this or you can choose to embrace it and try to help you. And uh, I've noticed the coaches that are embracing this are, uh, are, are the ones that seem to be more successful right now. And so I, my hope is that we continue to kind of be on the forefront of those things with FC here in the big sky we get you know a number of initiatives that we've implemented around the league and trying to help our schools with that uh, and so we've got a great product uh, we've got to continue to find ways to get it nationally on tv um, that's why like the two games we had here this year you know one on espn2 and one on espnu were fantastic games well attended they were great tv we received so many comments from people around the country uh, about that game up at up in Cheney at Eastern Washington when Montana was there, uh, that you know it just showed the high level of football between you know two top ten teams in the country. So we have to continue to look for ways to showcase the best of what we've got in FCS. Yeah, and jumping back to the playoffs real quick, you know what would you like to see change there? I know we talked about expanding the playoffs, and I mean obviously the 
the perfect situation is seeding one through 24 and, you know, moving games off of uh, Thanksgiving weekend, but like that type of stuff would be great, but it's also not realistic. And so is there anything that comes to mind that is, you know, both realistic, uh, but also what would really improve the FCS playoffs, um, you know, anything other than, you know, expanding it? Yeah. I mean, obviously that's the first one, right. As I, like I said, I want to expand it by four teams. I want to find a way to get our, uh, get as many games in the playoffs on linear TV as possible, you know, and, uh, you know, on, on ESPN, if they, if they're going to have our rights, then find ways to creatively get those games on ESPNU and ESPN two as much as we can, you know, what we end up with, because we have this regionalization concept, you end up with like a second round game, like we had in the big sky where Eastern Washington was playing at Montana, you know, it was a repeat of that game. I just mentioned uh, earlier that, you know, they're, that's on, you know, like, is that a, is that a type of game that, should be nationally televised. Absolutely. You know, and so if we're going to have those, and it's not just our conference, there's other conferences that have this as well, where you end up with these two conference teams playing each other um, in this great environment uh, with these huge rivalries. And we got to find ways to continually get those in front of as many people as possible. So, so I'm a, I'm a fan of anything we can do uh, to do that. I think that really grows our product. For sure. Yeah. As a commissioner, how do you view all this realignment stuff? Uh, you know, not only the FCS, the FCS moves, which have, you know, put some conferences in tough spots, but also, uh, you know, there's the other end FCS to FBS where the subdivision has lost, you know, three more noteworthy programs to the, the FBS level. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's just, it's where we're at right now in the process. And uh, you know, it's, it's a trickle down effect. Everybody knows, you know, it started with Texas and Oklahoma. And there's trickle down to help conferences balance out and, and to secure their future. And then that, that certainly trickles down to the FCS. It's the nature of the business of kind of where we're at, um, you know, and to do this during also while we're going through this transformation piece of not knowing exactly what division one is going to look like five years, 10 years from now. Um, you know, it makes, it makes people nervous. Um, so, you know, it's a, a little bit back to what I said before, it's a little bit of, you know, you can either, choose to fight it and pretend like the, the world's on fire, or you can say, okay, you know, what can we learn from this and what can we do better? And, and how do we, you know, kind of right size conferences out there. So there's some stability in the system. Um, it seems like there's cycles of this, right? It goes through, you know, every, I don't know, 10 years, 12 years, something like that. We see cycles of this shift and, uh, and we'll, I'm sure we'll see some in the future as well, but it's where we're at right now. You deal with it and uh, you focus in on what you can control and then you move on. And I don't expect you, obviously, to, to peel the curtain back too much, but you mentioned, you know, there's a commissioner-wide call a few weeks ago just to catch up on stuff. What are those calls like? Is it, you know, I don't want to say hard feelings, but maybe tension with, you know, FCS to FCS moves, or is it understanding? You know, what's what are those phone calls like? Yeah, I mean, you know, so there's different levels of this, right? So there's there's 32 conferences, um, you know, in Division One. At, at, at the, you know, the FBS, the FCS, and then the, the basketball only uh, conferences. Um, and so, you know, so like I said, we'll have, we have a monthly call with all 32. And then, then we have a group of non FBS commissioners, we call the CCA Collegiate Commissioners Association 22. So that's the 22 non FBS conferences. And then there's the just the FCS group. So the reason I led with that was we're seeing each other and talking about real issues quite a bit and frequently. So, you know, we were in person uh, at the end of January, so that was great. So we had just an FCS meeting 
in person. We have some new commissioners sitting around the table. So that's good as well. And, um, you know, no, I mean, there's no hard feelings. Everybody's just trying to do their job. And there's a long, long-standing relationships in those rooms, in those rooms. I mean, some of the commissioners I've known for, you know, I've been in this business almost 30 years, I've known for 25 years. So, you know, whether all different jobs that we've all had. So there's long, long friendships there. And, you know, when we come together as an FCS group, it's all about looking at what's best, you know, looking to the future and what can we change? What are the issues we're dealing with? Um, and it doesn't matter whether, you know, there are teams that played for the national championship and some that just had had a team that got in and lost right away. Everybody's there for the best of FCS football and no one's there fighting for, you know, this is what we need to have in the big sky or the CAA or the Missouri Valley or Southland or whatever. Everybody, everybody is, is very, um, uh, very cohesive in the fact that we're there to better FCS football. And then we handle issues that way. How do you think the new NCAA constitution will impact the FCS level? That's a great question, Sam. I wish my crystal ball was, <laughs> right. clear, was clear. Um, you know, I, I don't know is the answer. I think we're just on the front stages of the actual work uh, right now. And uh, so like Robin Harris is the FCS representative we have from the Ivy League uh, in that room. But then we have other ADs and, and, and commissioners that are there that care about FCS football So and presidents as well. So we're, it's kind of a wait and see right now on what the effect could be long term. Um, what I do know is we have a great product that gets a lot of attention and it's very important to a lot of people. So, so to me, it's not, I'm not worried about, um, major damage being done, but I'm also, you know, cognizant of the fact that some changes will happen and we'll see how those affect, you know, whether it's the big sky conference or individual institutions having to make some choices down the line. So time will tell, um, you know, right now it's March 3rd. You know, six months from now on uh, September 3rd, I think I'll have a different answer for you then, Sam. Yeah, and last question here, and I, I won't ask you to, you know, you know, look at the crystal ball uh, game because, you know, like you said, no one really knows what can happen, you know, six months, a year, two years from now. So I won't ask you what you think the FCS will look like in 10 years, but I will ask you, what would you like the FCS to look like in, you know, five to 10 years? Yeah, I think one of the things that, like I said on the front end, you know, to me, and, and and this won't come as a surprise to you. You know, I'm about I'm about media and marketing, and uh, you know, for us, it's about growing our product to as many people as possible and finding media partners that are really excited about FCS football. Live sports captures a tremendous amount of attention uh, within me within the media world. So, you know, we need to look at okay, what what can we do and you know, do we have the right home? Do we have the right broadcast partner? What do we need to do? Where do we need to look? Where's our opportunities to take our product to new and exciting places? Where can we promote the best of FCS and our great players we have? You know, you have a Cooper Cup win the Super Bowl MVP and played in the big sky. And so how do we maximize those types of things that happen out there? Uh, and so, you know, to me, that's what we, as we look at the crystal ball, you know, we got to say, okay, then we look at a championship environment. Okay. So we have a tournament that leads to a championship. Should we always be in Frisco? You know, should we move this around? Should we play in LA one year? Should we play in, in Orlando? Should we play in a dome in Indianapolis? I mean, you know, who knows where should, you know, so those are the things that as we look out, you know, I think we need to start to take a really hard look at ourselves and where we want to go and not be willing to try, new things and, and be able to say, let's, Hey, let's go for it see what's out there. 
And, uh, and, and as I look into the future, to me, those are the things that we can do uh, to build on what is already great. We can make it even better. One more, just, just to add on to that, and I don't know if these conversations are happening now or, or will happen later on, but and I guess I, I don't even know when the, you know, the, the broadcasting rights for the FCS playoffs with ESPN, you know, when that contract would be, would be done. I know that the Frisco uh, contract goes through 2025, but you think there is or would be an appetite for, uh, you know, broadcasting rights for the FCS playoffs uh, beyond ESPN, you know, other, uh, you know, other options and, and along the same lines, you know, other venues, host cities for the championship game. Do you think there is an appetite or do you know there is an appetite because these conversations have already been had, I guess. Direct conversations that are, haven't really happened yet. You know, you asked for kind of a crystal ball thought out there. I think that's our responsibility as the leaders within FCS to look at all those different options. Doesn't mean we're going to change. It doesn't mean you know, we might be in Frisco for 20 more years, and it might be on ESPN. Um, but we have an, we have the obligation, and and that's our job, is to take a hard look at all this and say, are we doing the right thing for the betterment of FCS football as we look into the future? And look at all different options. And things are changing so rapidly from a media standpoint that who knows what's going to be out there in the future. Uh, so you never close the door on those things. You always take a hard look at it, whether it's for your own conference or it's for the national championship. And, we'll, and, and so there'll be a time for us to do that. It's not time right now in March of 22, uh, but nonetheless, we'll, uh, we'll address those things as we go along. Hey, Tom, this has been you know, a really fun conversation. I really appreciate your time and, and willingness to answer uh, some of these questions that not only I'm curious about, but I know fans across the country, uh, FCS fans are, are wondering about as well. So uh, thank you again very much for joining us today. Glad to do it, Sam, anytime and uh, hope everything's going well. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and I'll catch you guys on the Flippity Flip.